Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. Unofficial Shopify podcast listeners might like to try Product Upsell, one of the most popular apps on Shopify ever. It lets you create targeted upsell offers when customers add to cart or check out, and then provides you with the analytics to check your results. And with those results, you may find uh, that most stores say the app pays for itself in the first week, and we found that to be true. Bold is offering the unofficial Shopify podcast an extended trial by going to websiterescues.com slash bold. So if you go to websiterescues.com slash bold to get started today. Hello and welcome to this episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm totally hoarse today. I've lost my voice. Uh, so please excuse how terrible I sound. Um, because we have a really uh, interesting, exciting, up-and-coming topic we're going to talk about Facebook video ads. And Facebook video ads have been around um, for several months now, but the issue is no one's using them right. And I've experimented with them, but even I know I'm not using them right. So we have, uh, I've brought um, my friend who happens to be a, a Facebook ad expert that, that frequently puts me to shame with how good his ideas are, Andy Bedell. Andy, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Kurt. Uh, longtime fan of the show. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, that's I mean, it's mostly a labor of love. So, so tell me, tell me about yourself. How'd you get here? Why are you here? Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I started uh, doing some pay per click advertising, just like AdWords and LinkedIn ads and um, banner ads and all that kind of stuff at for the Boo School of Business at the University of Chicago. Um, I was working there. I attended for... as well. <laughs> that's a very good school. I, 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 I love Chicago booth, uh, kind of like a booth nerd. Uh, but, uh, I'm sorry, so I, went to, I went to Graham. Yeah. Yeah. I actually graduated from the Graham school as well. So I, I took, I took, taken a bunch of exec ed courses at Chicago booth, but I, I don't have my MBA, but I have, I'm a graduate of the University of Chicago through the Graham school. So anybody who's in the Chicagoland area looking for some continuing education, the, the Graham school is a, is a great opportunity. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. I had a lot so of fun. We've, we've gone down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> We're both uh, alumni. Are you in the, uh, the University of Chicago LinkedIn alumni group? Uh, maybe. I don't, LinkedIn is a cesspool. <laughs> I don't want to go near there. So what did you yeah, do they, after that? Uh, so, you know, I was working for University of Chicago. And while, I, you know, I got a ton of free classes, um, you know, you don't really get paid all that well in higher ed. Um, so at the time, I was basically um, working full time there, but also doing it freelance anywhere where I could find. Um, so I was doing freelance pay-per-click advertising for some e-commerce stores, for a couple SaaS clients. I actually was doing like some uh, ad work for an ad agency that was like unloading uh, kind of like larger clients onto me. Um, and then I started uh, doing video ads um, for a, a Shopify brand uh, and they really, really took off. Uh, my my boss doesn't want me to. Uh, the guy who ran the, the the company doesn't want me to really mention it for competitive reasons. But and that's how uh, we met is working on that same project, and it, it worked very well. Yes, yes. So basically, um, when I started doing video ads, we tripled revenue uh, within like two weeks. Uh, so it was it was like huge. Yeah, I mean, and like the, that's great. Yeah, they, they were. I mean. They weren't like a small company to start. I mean, they're pretty big for Shopify already, and we were able to really, really drive sales. Um, and it was just, honestly, it was like one of those things where, you know, I had done so many ad campaigns, but when I, you know, when I did this one, it, like when I saw the results, you, you know, your just hair stood up, you know, it's like that that feeling like a euphoria for like several days because you're like, oh my God, this is I just know. So, When I see so results awesome. like that, I'm always like, okay, let's double check and make sure I've not screwed up the conversion <laughs> pixel because uh, this is too good. 
And at the time, you know, I was still pretty green in the Facebook uh, advertising field. Um, so I was using like, you know, Google analytics, UTM tagging for, to track everything rather than, you know, the Facebook pixel wasn't even out yet, but they had the Facebook conversion pixels. And so, and, and we were using at the time you could only use video view format cause there was no, uh, you know, now you can use videos and almost all the ad objectives like website conversions and everything like that. But so we were strictly using video views and we were just tracking based on, uh, you know, just clicks to the site through Google analytics. And you, anybody who's like a, who does a lot of advertising with Facebook can tell you that the, the Facebook pixel numbers and the Google analytics tracking, um, show very, very different numbers for conversions. Um, so if like, if you're using the purchase conversion, you're going to see, cause the fact that like they, they track views instead of, um, just clicks. So Google Analytics is just tracking when someone clicks and then purchases. And if someone comes, clicks and then purchases on another device or even using another browser, it's not going to be tracked as a conversion. But on Facebook, uh, you know, they have all of your devices tagged. Um, and they can, they can check to see if you just viewed a video and then went and searched. So we saw, we actually saw, um, that the Google trend data showed, uh, that when we started doing the Facebook video ads, um, that it actually, this was in June and it actually, uh, brought Google trend search of that, that particular product above where it had been the previous Christmas. Interesting. So you were looking, yeah, you're right. Um, to point out those differences in conversion values. Um, cause Facebook looks at like a window, right? Yep. Yep. And it's not just, so if you select, so like, if you're using Google analytics, depending upon how you had it set up, but let's say you're using Google analytics and you're, it's, it's generally on like a, like the last click conversion method. So if someone, let's say someone clicks on a Facebook ad and they come onto your site and then they end up, uh, you know, Google searching and clicking on an organic search or like a paid search that can get tracked for through paid search rather than, you know, for your Facebook ads. So you kind of lose that tracking there. Or if the biggest thing is just multi, uh, multi device, you know, like let's say you're on your, you know, a lot of people, I'm, we, I live in Chicago. We both, uh, don't live too far from each other, but you know, here, if you're on the CTA, like everybody's taking the bus and they're all on their phone looking at stuff, but you know, trying to make a, a purchase on your phone on a bus in Chicago is like, you know, impossible. Uh, so you probably find out about it using Facebook and then come onto the site and then maybe use, you know, your laptop at home to actually make the purchase. Well, Google Analytics isn't going to track any of that. I mean, it would just track, it wouldn't connect to the dots basically, uh, unless you did some, like some cool custom coding and stuff like that. But, uh, even then it would, would be really hard. Um, so for uh, uh, Facebook, it's just so great the fact that everybody is constantly signing in to Facebook and they're constant on all their devices. So they know when you're on your desktop and then you end up buying on your phone or vice versa. Um, so yeah, there's Facebook- a huge, they have a big advantage over um, Google in that sense because if you're logged into, so if you have your phone and you're logged into Facebook and you visit my website, now it doesn't matter what device you pick up. If you're logged into Facebook on it, you'll see those remarketing ads. Yep, that's totally true. You know, it was uh, I done a lot of retar- like retargeting for for the real time bidding network, and in like the oh man, I, I could just tell you that uh, those the retargeting ads in the real time bidding network, like the banners, those kind of they're they're kind of horrible to tell you the truth. The, the conversion rates kind of stink, but on Facebook, you're like right in their face with a you know if you can do some cool video retargeting ads and stuff like that, you, it, it's so effective. It's so effective. So you, when you tripled somebody's revenue, how do you, that's, I think what people are going to, that's all they heard was you tripled revenue. <laughs> how do you do that? How do you do that? Okay. What's, give um, me the step-by-step game plan. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, I was actually lucky enough that, uh, they already had a video made, 
Um, so we kind of just loaded in the video and it worked like awesome. But, you know, then we kind of run into the problem of, okay, this is working so well. Um, uh, how do I repeat this or how do I keep scaling it? You know, cause after a little while, after you run something, it, it, it will run really, really well for a while. And then you start to, you know, just have a little bit of, uh, you know, that started like diminishing returns on your ads. So it's, uh, it's ad fatigue, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you only have so many people in that ad group that you have, you know, so, um, and you know, they just start to see it over and over again. And, and I started doing a bunch of tactics. Like at first I would just, you know, even just, um, just, uh, creating a new audience. Like, so and one of the tactics that I use, uh, to continually, you know, boost an ad after it's run is, uh, just make a, a more recent lookalike audience. So like if you had like a lookalike audience originally, that was like, you know, 90 days or whatever. And now you've been running a ton of ads and you've had a bunch of conversions. Well, like the, the people who've converted in the last 30 days might look different than the people who've converted over the last 90. So you do like a lookalike audience of that and then you can continue. But, um, you know, I think what, what people really want to know is, is how do you make a successful video ad? And that's kind of, I want to basically get you to the point. I'm not a videographer, so I'm not going to tell you how to, how you can like go out and shoot video and do stuff like that. But I want to get you to the point where you have a good storyboard and a good script so that you can tell your story effectively. And then you can either make a video yourself using some tools that, I, that I'll show you how to use, or you can go out and go on Craigslist uh, and, you know, hire a videographer for like 600 bucks or a thousand. But really when you have the script, it becomes so much easier to work with a videographer because it's not like you're just saying, here's my product and make a great video for me. It's like, Hey, I, here's my product. Here's the script. I, you know, I have this story that I want to tell and I'm counting on you to help me, you know, make that story work. Um, but it's much, much easier to work with a videographer after you have a script. So I kind of want to just go through, um, you know, some best practices for Facebook video and then kind of like a, okay. a, a formula that I use to, to craft that story. Ooh, a formula. I like it. All right. Hit me with the best practices. Okay. So best practices. Okay. So probably one of the, the biggest questions I, I hear is, is how much, uh, how long should my video be? You know, uh, Instagram only allows 15 second updates or uploads if it's unpaid, but it, now Instagram is allowing 30 seconds. It was originally 30 seconds for an ad. Now you can do up to a minute for an ad on, on Instagram. Um, but you know, what is the right length? Should it be 15 seconds? A lot of people say, Oh, we need it to be super short. Um, I can tell you that for my testing, I, we had a, a, like a minute and 15, uh, long video and we cut it down to 30 seconds so that it could, it could go, um, in an Instagram ad. And then I tested the 30 second video versus the, uh, minute 15 video multiple times on Facebook, not using Instagram, but, um, on using Facebook ads. And I found that my minute long video won every time. And then interestingly enough, uh, a couple weeks ago, YouTube came out with a, a, uh, some, a test that they had run. They, I think it was for Mondelez International. And, uh, they, they ran three different ads. One was a 15 second ad. One was a 30 second ad. And one was a 60 ad, 60 second ad. And they ran them against each other. Um, and the results were pretty interesting. The, uh, the 15 second ad was the most skipped. So it's kind of bizarre to think that it, it's the shortest, but it was skipped more than the 30 second or the minute long ad. And they showed that the 30 second ad was watched the, uh, the longest out of any of them. Um, and they, even in the, in this, in this study, they talk about how, um, you know, if you go back to the, you know, the old Mad Men days of, of TV advertising, um, that, uh, 15 second TV ads, uh, had, are 75% as effective as 30 second ads. 
But 15-second TV ads cost 50 cents, 50% as much as a 30-second ad. So on TV, it totally makes sense why you would uh, have a 50, buy two 15-second ad slots rather than a 30-second ad slot. But you don't get charged for the length of your, your video ad on Facebook. So you should be utilizing you know, as much time as you can to tell your story. So I like to tell people um, with length, uh, it's kind of like... You want to have it. You don't want to have it super short. You know, you don't want to make it short just to be short, and you don't want to make it long just just to be long. You want to tell your story, and you want to make sure that you tell your story effectively. Now, you you know, you should take out all the fluff. You should be looking and saying, okay, is this scene right here is this just fluff, or does this really effectively tell my story? And if it does, then you leave it in. You shouldn't just like arbitrarily make a fifteen second video because it has to fit some format. So I would, you know, even if your video is really interesting and it's a two minute video, um, you know, it's, it's really about getting them in that, like having something interesting in that first three seconds. Um, and if you have, let's see, I heard another stat from, uh, from Facebook. It's, they said it's critical to connect with your audience. And this is straight from a Facebook best a video, best practice ads. It's critical to connect with your audience and capture attention right away. We know that 65% of people who watch the first three seconds of a video watch for at least 10 seconds and 45% continue watching for 30 seconds. Um, so just showing that like you really want to capture in that first three seconds. Um, but you know, if you can do that effectively, you shouldn't worry as much about how much the rest of the, the, the video is. And then the other really important thing is, is sound. You know, a lot of people just have, um, videos that they had on their website and they're, you know, it's someone talking or like, it's really, it's like what you'd maybe call like a talking heads video where they're just, they're just talking the whole time. And the problem is, is that, uh, the majority of videos on Facebook are watched silently. So, uh, they never will hear the sound. So, uh, Facebook did a study and they, they said that, uh, uh, that at one point, 41% of the videos being played on Facebook were basically meaningless without sound. So 41% of people That's who are I using, do. I ran, <laughs> I straight literally right now have a talking head video on Facebook. I know that that makes it ineffective. What's funny is it still perform. It does. It performs about as well as a traditional image ad. Yeah, it's what well, I mean, it's, it's well, part of the thing, you know, what I've seen just part of the thing is like if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see a static image versus a moving image, like which one's more likely to, to you know, capture even if the even if it's a terrible video, you know what I mean? Like uh, I've put together, you know, many I because I was, you know, always testing these videos. So I was testing the slide. They, they came out with a slideshow video format where you could just kind of put a bunch of different pictures in. Oh, I've seen this. I haven't played with it. How's it work? It works. It, it works really well. I mean, I use it for I use, so originally I was using it for like for sales, like on like uh, Thanksgiving, like or uh, Black Friday. Instead of making a carousel ad, I would just make like five images of like our product or you know a client's product with the the price, the original price crossed out, and then the regular price in like green or whatever. And I would just put five images together into a uh, slideshow, and it would work. And then. It got me. I tested it against a carousel ad, and it killed the carousel ad. And then it worked so well that like Facebook actually reached out to me and, and asked if they could write a uh, write a case study about our performance on the uh, we using those. Uh, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, talk, I talked. I, I, she never reached back out to. I, she sent me like notes about it, and then I like approved them, and then she never reached back out to me. So I don't. I don't it might be. It might be out there somewhere. Um, they're they're kind of. I don't know. They're somewhat disorganized in the in the corporate, but um, that's maybe, yeah, the nature of yeah. enterprises. We won't hold it against them. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, but so she said she told me that they came out with the. I talked to her. She said the lady from Facebook. She's like a product a specialist. Said that they originally came out with the slideshow ads um, so that people in uh, like Africa who didn't get as good of internet connection could still make video ads and then still that's be really able to clever. 
Yeah. And then they said they found that just people like me had just started using them and they realized, oh, this is just a really, you know, simple way to make videos that you can make them effective. And then I realized like, you know, there's, they had like, you know, it was kind of a pain using their, their, their thing. So I just started, you know, putting the pictures, I took their idea and just started putting their pictures in iMovie. And it's like, you can make a way easier. It's way easier to make a, a video, a slideshow in iMovie. And you have like a ton of, uh, uh, a, a, you, you basically can go uh, like a ton of different ways. You can have it like pan one way or the other, or you can pick how you pan it, or you can, you can have it be, you know, as any second length as you want. It's so you can do a ton of stuff just using iMovie. Um, one of the things that I, I actually do is, are you familiar with canva.com? No, I haven't heard of it. It was canva. I believe it was started by Guy Kawasaki and it's really like a, a, a simple, a simpler way for like, for people like me who aren't Photoshop experts, although I'm somewhat it'd be not an expert, but I just do, through doing all this, I've started to learn Photoshop. But when I first started, you know, getting into this, I was more of an analytics person. And then I, I kind of got in, you know, I started doing freelance and then you kind of have to put on, uh, you know, a lot of different hats. So sometimes I'd be like graphic design, doing graphic design and stuff like that. And I didn't understand like how layers work in Photoshop originally. And so Canva, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, As a, as I used to be, I think I, I used to be a, identify as being a web designer. So uh, that one's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> well, you know what? Like I actually, I was, this is kind of funny. I was, I was doing some uh, consulting work for like these guys that were making a dating app and I was helping them to, to design their like user interface. They actually hired me as a copywriter, but then I, like when I was doing the copy, I was like, well, this isn't going to really, you're not going to be able to see anything unless I put it into a user interface. And so I ended up making like this user interface and I actually made it in paint. And it was like the, it, it was like such a pain in the butt. And so I started to learn, like, yeah, like it, nobody uses paint. So I was using like Microsoft paint. Like literally, uh, if you had to choose like, all right, what's the worst tool for this? <laughs> you went with like the, I'm going to finger paint it solution. Yeah. yeah, no, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And I ended up turning out okay. But uh, the, the idea was there because I just needed to be able to express my idea. And it didn't like it, what well, didn't make a difference. Like had a, they actually had another designer that would end up actually designing it. Uh, but, you know, that, that's still, it's still a limbo they had run into some coding problems and it's still not out but maybe it'll, maybe it'll come out someday but um anyway so i, I found canva.com and canva is actually awesome it, it's it's very easy to use it's, so if you really if you're a good photoshop if you're really good at photoshop you know stick you, you'll use photoshop and you'll you, there's more capabilities within photoshop but canva just is really simple to use and the, the best part about canva is they have a huge searchable uh stock photo collection and the stock photos only cost 99 cents each so you can get like if you could write kind of like a storyboard out, you can get a ton of different. You can just kind of figure out, OK, well, this is what I need in this scene and this is what I need in this scene. And then you kind of just like search for those on Canva and you can buy them for just a dollar and then, you know, make a slideshow and iMovie using that. So I've, I found that to be pretty effective. Um, and you can make there's so many different uh, stock photos out there that they have uh, where I don't know if, if you use like Shutterstock or any of those other ones. It's somewhat expensive actually for, to get the stock photos. So this is like a oh, really yeah. great. iStock photo is like, I mean, you could pay 30 bucks for a photo on iStock photo. Yeah. Which is absolutely. It gets out of control. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. I think Canva was originally, I think Canva was originally supposed to be for, you know, for social media people that were, uh, you know, like people who are doing daily posts. Um, you know, I don't really ever, 
I don't do much on the organic. I, there's other people that, that I work with that do the organic kind of posts, but Canva originally was supposed to be like, you know, help you. They have a bunch of templates for like Pinterest and all these other things. And then what it will do is if you make like a, a Facebook image post, you can, you can then like, uh, just click a button and it will like resize your post for Pinterest and the other platforms. Um, so it, it has a bunch of power, you know, a bunch of cool stuff in it. But the, the biggest thing is just being able to search their stock image library and get, get things for a dollar. So those are just the best practices. And then I wanted to talk about, you know, the real meat of a Facebook video ad is like, is, is really telling a story. You know, a lot of people get caught up in Facebook. Uh, they just get overwhelmed because there's just so many options of what to do. Um, but you know, if you just think about it in a more simplistic fashion and just think about, um, you know, Facebook is really just a really, really awesome, really, really awesome distribution network where I can hit the right person with the right message at the right time. Um, so I want to talk about this kind of formula that I've learned, that I've learned. Um, and it's, it's like an old screenwriting formula. Uh, I heard it on like a podcast a while ago, but, uh, uh, so it's the hero goal obstacle format. Um, and basically what it does is the only thing you really need to have to, to use the formula is you should, so I'll, I'll take a step back. You should have a, a pretty good idea of your, your target market. You should, uh, you should know like what your value propositions for your product is and your value proposition is just like what makes your product awesome? Like what makes it so people want it? Um, and so you should know who you want to target, like who's your best customer and then know, know some value propositions. And if you have those, uh, then you're ready for this hero goal obstacle format. If you don't, uh, then I would recommend that you do some surveying of your customers. I know that you've recommended survey.io before, and I've used that. It's just really simple. Uh, you just it's go the, sign yeah, up. The, for- the quickest, dirtiest, simplest, fastest way to do it. There's other oh, survey yeah. tools, but survey.io just makes it so mindless. Like there's no reason not to survey your customers at that point. Oh, yeah. It's so simple. You know, and if you have like Clavio or any of these other things, you know what I mean? You can just pick out. You know, you could pick out a, a segment of your customers that have bought like from you two or three, you know, pick it like, look, if you have a some people, customers who are like repeat purchasers over and over again. Those are those your are best your, buyers. Oh, yeah. Those are definitely going to be your best buyers. So you should, uh, you should use Clavio and send out a message to them. You know, I've even done things like, you know, using just my actual uh, you know, Gmail and doing a mail merge so that, so that I don't have to have that like unsubscribe link. So it looks just, you know, just, and it, it looks a lot more like it's coming from an actual person. Um, but you, know, you can use Clavio too. It's, it's, it's probably a lot easier to do it that way. Um, but okay. So I want to talk about, so, so once you have the, uh, you know, your value proposition and you have a target audience, uh, then you're ready for this hero goal obstacle format. Okay. So the hero is whoever your target audience is. It's whoever your best customers are. Um, the goal is whatever your hero wants, like, and then whatever they really, really want. And then the obstacle is the problem that your value proposition solves for you. And so that probably sounds confusing, but I wanted to go through just like some examples. And I was going to use, uh, I was going to use, a, you, you've had recycle, the talked about recycle firefighter and, uh, yeah, recycle yeah. firefighter, Jake Starr. Great, yeah. great brand, great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I just recently did a, an email blast for him and, uh, my, my customers really, really liked his stuff. Uh, but anyways, uh, so, so the hero, let's just say he, 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 I would imagine, and I haven't done a ton of work with him, but I would imagine that his, uh, one of his best like customer groups is, uh, guys that are interested in everyday carry, which is, uh, uh you can target, you know, people who are interested in everyday carry on Facebook. So there's your hero. Um, the goal of them is to have a minimalist wallet. And it's really to just to be comfortable and to carry as little as possible to be functional. And so you could say the obstacle is just regular wallets are too large. They hurt your butt when you sit on them because you end up just packing them full of stuff. And then you can kind of exaggerate that problem by just showing like how gigantic these things, these like this bust of wallet is. So I kind of wrote this little story. Um, so basically a, a guy, there's two guys sitting on a bench. Uh, one guy sits down 
and he just you could just cringes. You just kind of zoom in on his face, and you could just see like oh, and he like pulls up his like right buttock and grabs it as wallet, and he pulls out his wallet, and you could just see this wallet's just bulging out, it's just overflowing with just junk. You he's know, got the George Costanza problem. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what I'm thinking. So he's just got so much junk, and you zoom in on it, and you can see it's kind of like falling apart because there's so much junk in it. And his guy, the friend next to him, is like, hey, you know, do you really need all that stuff? You know, and they. And they just he, he kind of whips out and the, like kind of looks at it and he's got like his uh, his library card from like five years ago that he's never used and all these gift cards with like ninety nine cents on each of them and he just starts throwing those away and his friend pulls out his recycled firefighter while the surgeon and he's like you know I I've gotten down to just uh, these cards and this is all I need and you know it's it's great um, and it's from there uh, the hero uh, bulks you know loses the bulk in his wallet and gets the surgeon wallet. Uh, and then the next time he sits down, you, you're like expecting him to cringe, but instead he smiles. Uh, and so it's just like a quick story um, that hopefully it would uh, really speak to anybody who has that problem of a bulging wallet and really say, like, do you really need all that stuff? You know, and the, you might have a question. Well, you just told me that you can't have any sound or, you know, you, how do I do that without using sound? Like, how do I have the voiceover thing? And when, one of the things I forgot to mention when I was doing the sound thing is um, – is Facebook recently uh, launched just like you can do auto captioning. So you don't even have to caption the video yourself. You can just click a button and then Facebook will will create the captions for you and they'll start to play on your video within 24 hours of placing the ad. How accurate so, are they? They actually, I, they're really accurate. I've, I looked cool. through it. It was perfectly accurate. And Facebook had these stats. Uh, they did internal tests that showed that captioned videos, if captioned video ads increase video view time by an average of 12%. So that, that's straight from Facebook. Um, so you can use the caption. So you can have some dialogue, but make sure that it is very visual. Like zoom in on the guy's face as he cringes and then as he pulls out the wallet. And then you can see all the, you know, this, the, the junk and the overflow, just like George Costanza, you know, and you can make it be, you could add some humor to it. But you can kind of just, you know, once you have that story, then you can kind of storyboard it out, you know, like just write it down. Be simple. Use just loose leaf or, you know, computer paper and just draw out like sketches of what you think and, you know, just have little little copy lines there of, of what the overall thing of the overall uh, objective of the story is and what the story storyline is. And now you have a storyboard that you can go you can call Craigslist. And you can look on Craigslist. You can't call Craigslist, but you can look on Craigslist and you can find a videographer for like six hundred to a thousand dollars. Someone who has a video camera and he could basically just do this script for you. You might need to hire like an actor from a local film school or something. You can find those guys on Craigslist, too. Um, but your videographer should know how to get how to get uh actors if you need them. The other option is you can you know do what I talked about. You could storyboard it out and then figure then go on Canva and basically take each storyboard and figure out, okay, what kind of picture here would work to tell this story? And if you can figure out how to do that, uh, and you put it all into iMovie and now you have a nice slideshow. Um, another option is there's, uh, uh, what's it called? There is a, a software called Powtoons. It's www.powtoons.com, I believe. And it's like basically like similar to PowerPoint, but has like all these pre-populated like animated figures that will move around and stuff like that. So you could make a pretty easy, you could make, you could, it's probably take like a few hours to learn how to use the software. And then you can make like an animated video with, uh, with these different guys that say different things and you can make a very cute video. Um, and then the, the blast and, um, what I would say is the most professional option is I started recently working with, uh, um, a, like an animated animation studio out of the Philippines. And these guys are like really awesome. They, they've done some really cool work. Um, and they'll, they'll make a video for, uh, it's like $3,500 for the, for the first minute and then a thousand dollars for the, for the next minute. So, you know, it is somewhat expensive, but if you're going to be, you, if you're going to be utilizing video ads, like I've had 
I've had a video that we spent like well over a million dollars on for for the ad spend. So it's, it makes sense to actually get the video right the first time. And so these guys, um, they're based on the Philippines. So you get like their work for like honestly, like 20 percent of what it would cost in the U.S., and uh, they just do awesome work, and it, like it's these awesome explainer videos. They're they're actually great for for SaaS, a lot of SaaS businesses. But we're start we're using them for for products too because um, you know they they're not encumbered by like the limitations of like real world life. So like if you were going to have like you know Hollywood studios have tons of people doing special effects and stuff like that. Well, I can't afford special effects. So instead, these uh, animation studio, this animation studio can can basically you know, really, really illustrate your story without the, you know, the limitations of real life. Uh, so I would recommend that, yeah, just look at www.plainlysimplestudios.com. And uh, if you tell them that, uh, uh, that the, that you, you heard, heard about it on the unofficial Shopify podcast, I, I talked to the owner over there. His name's Marvin. He's a really cool guy. Um, he will give you a $500 discount. Uh, wow. So. We're already I didn't even know about this. We're already hooking up deals. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, always got always got to hook up the deals. Now he's he's, uh, he's a really good guy, and uh, I had a, I have a friend that another friend that used him for a SaaS product. Um, it's called Deal Room. It's like a application for investment bankers. But anyways, uh, it was really really cool the, the one that he did. So I I've done a couple now, and they're they're pretty effective. They're they're pretty cool. Uh, you just have to figure out you know your story first, um, and you know then you can uh, you can just really do so much with video. But it's really it really starts with the story, you know and. I'll, let me go through, uh, you know, maybe just one more, uh, you know, exercise of making a story with uh, with recycled firefighter, just just so to get a little bit of practice. In All right, so. make it quick because I think at this point you've said uh, it. Uh, okay, okay. So one last one. Uh, let's say you know he, we identify another target market of uh, people who like made in the USA stuff. So you can target that on Facebook. Um, the goal is that these people want is they want, you know, quality wallet and they really want something that they can feel good about because they want something that they know that it's helped out another American, you know? Um, so the obstacle is, uh, uh, guy has a wallet that just falls apart uh, and he sees that it's like made in China and stitch, you know, stitching shows that it's like made in China. So you write a quick story, uh, you know, show a guy who's, you know, maybe got an American flag shirt on uh, and he's like, you know, going out to, he's going out to do something at the grocery store, pulls out his wallet and his wallet just completely falls apart. You zoom in, you see the made in China and then he just like, it looks in disgust. And it's like, this thing's totally broken. He ends up just throwing it away. And then he's introduced to, you know, he's looking for stuff like made in the USA because he wants equality. He's introduced to the recycled firefighter, wallets that are made out of uh, like basically indestructible fire hose. So not only is it perfect quality and almost indestructible, but it's made in the USA and it's going to help out a, a fellow American that used to be a firefighter and it's got a really great story. You know, you could, you could craft a story really easily, you know, so just, just give it a practice and give it a try and, uh, and you know, you'll, you'll be successful with it. Beautiful. Okay. Give me last question. What's one piece of information about Facebook ads you want to correct? There's always something that like, there's one thing that bugs you that everybody thinks that isn't true. Oh, it's, um, well, I guess just like the idea that like that, that Facebook is going to penalize you for this or that, you know, cause it is, it is just a market, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, it's like the, the people always say, the, oh, I, I increased my, my ad spend by this and now Facebook's penalizing me. It's like really, no, it's just more the fact that you increased your ad spend to the point now where you're, you're targeting more people than are actually interested in your product and you're just forcing it out there. And so, you know, you really just have to learn the rules of Facebook. You just have to learn how Facebook works. 
uh, and, and stop kind of, you know, blaming Facebook for penalizing you for yeah, this. There's, or, there's yeah. no villain here. No. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I've seen that, that sentiment a lot. And it's like, what, why they want you to spend ad money. They don't, there's no, <laughs> no, yeah, they don't. They, they definitely don't. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they definitely don't want to like screw you over and they, they do a really good job over at Facebook of really just always coming out with new products. I was actually uh, searching through Facebook the other day and I found this, this will be interesting. This is a tidbit, the, a, a new, uh, new feature that recently came out. Uh, they have, you know, automated rules, you know how you can make automated rules. So like if you return on ad spend were to, to drop down below a certain thing, it, you can like you slow down the ad spend or, or stop it. Well, there's a couple like third party, like Facebook partners, like Ad Espresso and some other ones that have that uh, baked into their platform. Well, I was on Facebook last Friday and I noticed the new feature uh, rules automation. I contacted Facebook support because I was like, what the hell? Is this? this is so cool. <laughs> and but it wasn't it wasn't like there was nothing I could. I clicked on it and there was like nothing I could do. And I contacted Facebook support and I asked the lady about it. And uh, she told me. Uh, she said they were still having a glitch and they had just launched it. And she's like, you're, this actually kind of made me blush. She's like, you're one of the first 500 people to get this feature. Oh, and, very cool. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, cause there's like millions of advertisers on Facebook and she's like, yeah, it's, you know, you should feel good about that. You know, they give, cause they give out the new features to like the power users. Interesting. Um, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, no, it's, I love Facebook advertising. I actually, um, you know, I'm trying to structure out uh, like all my ideas and I, I have a, I'm launching a, a Facebook video course. I actually uh, recently purchased www.fbvideocourse.com and uh, I, I wrote out a course. Uh, it's currently kind of in beta. I'm having some of like my other Facebook ad expert people uh, kind of pick it apart and kind of just tell me how horrible the job I did, but uh, it should be uh, ready for the public in the next like week or so. Um, okay, so that's perfect. I think, yeah, I think and everybody. Who- I will include that link in the show notes. <laughs> as well as a link to uh, Canva and the Facebook best practices guide for video ads. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, well, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So that's, uh, if people want to go learn more about you, they should head to fbvideocourse.com. Yeah. Or you can uh, just reach out to me on Twitter. I'm Andrew Bedell one. Also I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, So any of those routes will work for me. Cool. I'm making a, a note about that right now. Got it. All right. That'll be in the show notes as well. Um, Okay, that concludes today's episode. I learned a lot for sure. I hope I hope you did as well. To our listeners, however this audio made it into yours, you can find out more about it at unofficialshopifypodcast.com. And if you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, you can sign up for my newsletter, kurtelster.com. I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. I promise I'll sound better next week. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.